Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. It has been a hot minute since we've actually recorded a podcast with holiday season going on. Everybody's been kind of busy, but we're back tonight with our category podcast. And the category for tonight is Amazon Original Films, which we did Netflix already. Amazon's bench isn't as deep, but there's still quite a bit of movies that they had. Yeah. Um, so tonight we, um, are actually drinking the Kirkland Canadian whiskey. Okay. And we're mixing that with uh diet Pepsi. Um, it's, you know, it's, I really like the Kirkland whiskey, so. It's good. It's pretty smooth. Well, you know, once again, you can't go wrong with Costco. Nope. You know, not, nope, a, nope. not at all. I busted into, um, the Costco gin. Oh, nice. And I want to say, I want to say close to, I'm right between Beefeater and Tangeray. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that because we have a half a bottle of it in our cabinet right now. Yeah, it's not like Hendrix or anything like that or, you know, you know, Bombay Sapphire, like up a little bit even higher, but it's like between the Beefeaters. And the Tangeray, and I mean it's decent. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I, mean, I had that in tonic right now. Yeah, for the um, price too, like twenty bucks I think it was twenty one. Yeah, yeah, not even bad at all. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I drank champagne on Christmas, and I was like, I have, still have some champagne open. Whatever, I'm thinking okay, but no, I'm like I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the gin. I mean because I had the rum sitting there, and then there was the bourbon, the the single batch bourbon still. Oh yeah. I- think we still which, have some of that yeah which i was been i've been sipping on that when my throat when i lost my voice trust me on that one <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea not a bad idea at all yeah but you know once again you go to costco i mean there's so many things i mean yeah you pay the membership fee but it's just the fact that they have so many different things and then you get I mean, the money back at the end of the year like last year i think i made 90 yeah i mean it pays for your membership yeah, like so, I paid thirty dollars for my membership this year because it was ninety dollars cash back or whatever. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I just, you know, I we were where they. I actually saw they had a couple really good wines. I was looking at too, and I we we were just trying to get in and get out, and there were a couple reds and there was a couple Malbecs in there too. And I almost got them. Like they were like literally. But I'm like, no, I want to look at them a little bit more, and I want to research them a little bit more. So I couldn't even remember the name. I took pictures of them, and that was it. See, yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong with a Malbec, typically. I have not found a Malbec that I couldn't drink. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, every Malbec I've had has been good. Yeah. I just, I think, I'm a fan of Malbecs. I'm a big fan of Malbecs and Cabernet Blends. Okay, that's always good, yeah. That was my go-to. I found... One at the store I used to work with that was a Malbec Cabernet Blonde, and oh, that oh, was so sounds, good. Does sound good. Oh, 
so good. Yeah, but it just, I don't know, this is the season. I wanted to keep it light tonight because I know I'm drinking tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't thank God for designated drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, or you Uber everywhere. Uh, no, that's another thing that's good about Ubers, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it has been a hot minute, so I'm glad we're all just doing great with the season and we got our good drinks going on, so. Yep. Who wants to go first tonight? I'll go, like usual. I like it, I like it, I like it. So, the movie I chose, I would not say was the best that I saw, but the one I kind of wanted to talk about. Because, and I'll just say it right now before I introduce it, the first hour, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Okay. And then the last hour, total spin. You're just like, holy shit, and then the ending. So, the, with that being said, my, damn, this old phone. Well, that's what happens when we have old phones. Mm-hmm. All right, so I chose The Voyeurs. Okay. Okay. Um, IMDb at five point nine, Meta fifty four. Um, tomato forty four, audience forty three. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the only person I really knew off of this was Sydney Sweeney. Okay. Um, she was in my one mo- show that I watched a lot, uh, Euphoria. Okay. Um. That's on HBO, the, right? Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. also in the Blumhouse Amazon movie. Yes, Nocturne. Nocturne. Yeah. Okay. Um, but have you seen this? No, I have. It, I, it was it, when when you typed in Amazon original movies, you know, things pop up, you know, and I saw that and I'm like, oh, that kind of looks interesting. But I had already several I had seen before mm-hmm. and I was trying to like revisit those and, and look at a couple other ones. And it was on the radar because it it pops up automatically yeah or, yeah but basically it's about a girl and her boyfriend who get their first place together it's a loft in canada ontario or quebec it was in canada i can't remember if it was toronto or it was one of those um big cities in canada or do they call them cities there they are cities yes. okay um but they get their first apartment and they're signing the lease and um she's a college student where she was like in worked in an eye doctor. Well she, she just graduated college yeah. and got just got her big girl job. Um and he's a musician. And so their first night there, they're basically toasting to their new place and then they look over and their neighbors are having sex. Windows okay. open, everything. So they ended up like getting really into it just for the full. That's why I said this first hour is very weird. Like I got to a point, I'm like, I'm not sure what the hell I'm watching because it's like him having an affair with multiple different women. Um, and so they got to this point of, Oh my gosh, I'd like to hear inside of there. And one of their friends are like, Oh, it's like in college when you created that laser beam um uh audio thing. And so they ended up like going to a Halloween party there, like sneaking in and 
hooking up like this mirror to that faces their apartment so they can get a laser so they can hear the audio through the house. Okay. Gotcha. And so now they're just getting even creepier and watching their neighbors doing things and having audio and basically like it got so weird like the one girl bought binoculars so she could get closer into it well that was the thing it started with the boyfriend was kind of into it at the beginning but then yeah she just became obsessed yeah that's right and so then he they basically is like let's end this let's end this um and so she, she said that they would but she just kept sneaking out at night and looking through the windows and watching them and um then shit goes south. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So after like that's about an hour long. I'm just watching him cheat. Um. Him and his wife. Um. Very abusive. Like he hit her, pushed her. Um. There's just a lot of things going on. Um. It got to the, even the point where um. She the the woman inside of the apartment that they were watching ended up booking an appointment at her eye doctor clinic and then they ended up like oh we should have a spa day together so like they like hung out and stuff and um the one girl that they were spying on i can't remember her name but she basically said no he's a really nice guy he means well like you know really talking this guy up and stuff and so as she got closer to her, um, one night she always she watched her ex or her boyfriend, I think it was her husband, husband. yeah, um, have sex with a girl, put a, a condom inside of a um, toilet paper and put it in the wastebasket in the bathroom. So this is where stuff gets bad, and. She found a way that she could connect her computer to her printer by wireless. So she was able to, like, send her these messages, like, testing and this and that. And then it goes to your boyfriend's cheating on or your husband's cheating on you. Check the bathroom trash. Mm -hmm. And so she goes and finds it, grabs a knife and starts heading towards the room. And uh, she didn't end up killing him. But the next morning, after they went to bed and stuff, uh, she went back to the window and looked through to see how they were doing. And you saw the neighbor, um, the wife, like stabbed herself. And there's slitter wrist. And there's blood everywhere. And so she died. So you think, and um, you start seeing the boyfriend or the husband like going through his grief and this and that, and um, but before when when the the wife actually killed herself and the and the girlfriend or the people that were spying on her, this is getting a little confusing here. Um, uh-huh. her her boyfriend realized what she did and breaks up with her and leaves. Okay. So during this time, she's just by herself in this apartment watching the husband grieve and this and that. 
and it goes into her basically going down to the same bar that he was in and they ended up um, hooking up but they were at his place so when they were at his place um, doing their thing her boyfriend goes into their place and looks through the window and sees her having sex with the neighbor guy oh and so this guy always has something weird. I don't even know what they called that drink, but it tasted nasty or something. It was some kind of, you know, just like... Fermented thing, I think. Maybe fermented. Kombucha? It could be. I don't know what the what it actually was. But, like, he had one in the fridge and went and took a sip and realized that it was... It, that one tasted really bad, so he dumped it in the bird's uh, feeder. Which that all comes into play, because after she gets done and do, does her thing, she stays the morning and goes back to uh, her place, and she finds that her boyfriend hung himself. Oh! While watching. So, all of this is going on, and basically, I can't remember where. Like, I just know it basically goes right into. Her finding out that the birds died well, from the uh, drink that he poured in there. At, that happened after the fact. I think. That was yeah. after. Okay, that's after. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because at this point, she's feeling super guilty because she basically caused the wife across the way to commit suicide, which then in turn led to the events that caused her boyfriend to commit suicide. Yeah, because he was essentially coming back to apologize. He brought he bought flowers and yeah was looking to reconcile. They made it appear, and then he saw that going on, and it was just too much for him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So basically, after all of that, um, they realized. Well, she realized that, like I said, the bird feeder killed the birds that was after the art show oh that's right okay that's what happened mm-hmm. um so she ends up like missing this guy and wants to see him again and she realizes he has an art show he's a he's a photographer by the way yeah we never really yeah he's photographer yeah that's why he cheated on his wife quite a bit is because he has a lot of women at his house and this and that but yeah, so she ends up surprising him at his new show. But what they didn't realize is his new show was about her and her boyfriend. Like they owned the apartment that they leased to them. So they they were expecting them to watch them and they were going to create all these pictures and um of them in act like you know watching them and stuff like that. That's just, that really is trippy right there. Yeah. That is. So that's a huge turn. You're like, holy shit. And then, like, she flips out, and she started thinking about things. And, like, so she goes back to the apartment, and she realizes the birds are dead from what he dumped in there. So then you later find out, and this is where it really gets fucked up, is her boyfriend did not even hang himself. He was poisoned, and they they hung him to make it look like he hung himself 
while because he wa- caught her cheating. Oh my god! So you know, I would keep in like I'm picturing this right now, and I'm kind of like looking at this, and I keep in having flashbacks of or flashing images of Jimmy Stewart rear window there's a lot there's definitely a lot of that feeling to it for sure but there's that twist turn at the end where they least okay so uh, brian de palma's body double oh, did with, you uh, um, melanie griffith in it yeah remember it, that's got a little bit of that twist on the end because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like that too so i'm going back and forth with this that's what i'm visualizing kind of like a hodgepodge of that together but keep on going i'm kind of liking this i'm kind of like upset that i didn't see it now <laughs> um but yeah it basically ends with them go like they go to jail right no well the way they justify it is that they own the apartment and in the lease that's right for the apartment they essentially, when they signed the lease, they agreed to be photographed and monitored and recorded. So this whole, I mean, otherwise all of this would be highly illegal. But yeah. the, the whole, the other twist was that his wife didn't kill herself. It was oh, all, yeah, it was all staged. The entire, yeah. like the cheating, the whole relationship, the abuse. It was all staged for the benefit of the girl and her boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. And like the the first image they show, like he's explaining his the whole process behind his art exhibit, and there's uh, it's a big old crowd, and the first image or the first photograph he shows is the girl completely naked. And she gets kind of mortified, and then he brings the wife up and says, this is my partner, it had to be done with her, and everybody's starting to realize that this girl's in the room and shit, and at this point, you still think her boyfriend killed herself, so it's it's just kind of mortifying. Yeah. Yeah, but this movie just has a lot of twists. Like, Like I said, the first hour, you're just kind of like, what the fuck, like... This is, but yeah, it was once she it was, was kind of boring. Like it kind of was like watching softcore porn for like it, the it first did, hour. The first hour did kind of feel like a Skinamax movie a little bit. Yeah, it was just hypersexualized and had a very voyeuristic feel to it. But yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, but then the last is what sold me. The last hour was like holy shit well he didn't even finish up like she's moving out when she sees the birds is when she's moving out like she just has to get out of there and the movers who are they're like staring at her phone and staring at her like it's all over the internet she's like yes those are my boobs get back to fucking work essentially yeah and then she sees that the birds had been poisoned and she kind of puts it together from the drink. And at, I don't know, they didn't say how long, but it cuts probably several months later. Those two are like art superstars now because of their fucking brazen art display. And they get a bottle of wine delivered to their apartment. And... Oh yeah, because they, they poisoned 
They poisoned them. They fi- she figured out what was their favorite bottle of wine, but just made them. Um, like didn't they, kill them, but kill them, incapacitated them. Yeah, but not until they got they chased her to her eye clinic. Gotcha. And then once they got there, they were essentially just paralyzed and. Oh, and then she, they drilled out their eyes. She used her equipment to blind the two of them. For revenge, I guess. And that was yeah. essentially all the movie. All the See, that part I kind of forgot about. <laughs> Clearly, I mean it's been like two weeks since I saw it. So, well, I mean, honestly, I mean it sounds like I mean it's got a little bit of everything in it, and it kind of sounds cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's got. A, it's kind of like cool, you know. I don't know if I want to say it like that, but you know, it definitely sounds interesting for yeah. something I'd want to see because it has that kind of like that random twist at the end where we we rented that apartment to you, knowing that we were setting you up to but, make you part of our exhibit. Yada yada yada. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But yeah. You didn't read fine lines and realize that you actually were being. Yeah. So that's just crazy. Yeah, uh, the twist definitely saved the movie. Otherwise, it would have, like I said, it felt like a Saturday Night Skinamax movie otherwise. Yeah, I. that's kind of how I felt for the first hour. Because they were just, you know, when he, so when you were saying it was kind of like squeamish a little bit, it was kind of like squeamish because you were kind of like wriggling, not squeamish, like gross, but just you didn't know how to like interpret it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah. So, cool. I mean, I mean, I would rate this movie as like a... I'd go with a seven. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't go that high. I'd go like a five and a half, probably. I just really like how any movie that gives me a good shock. It did have a couple oh shit moments, for sure. Yeah, so usually when I see stuff like that, I... Yeah. So when was this released? 2021? Yeah. I think it was this year, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think, like I said, I think it was fairly new because it did pop up on... It came out in September. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to put it on. I'm going to actually log in and I'm probably going to have to put it on my watch list because the way you were saying it, I get kind of like because, you know, Brian De Palma's body double was just absolutely great with that. And then, you know, and I got that Jim, you know, Jimmy Stewart with Rear Window. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Rear, yeah, Rear Window. You know, it kind of sounds like that where, you know, um, you have that. I'm doing it, but I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it, but I'm becoming addicted to it, doing it. And it's a moral thing that you go through where one of them's able to get out of it, but then he realizes she's too far gone. Yeah. So I'm, it's that, yeah, it looks, it definitely sounds really good. It does. Yeah. And so, I mean, I recommend it. You know, once again, we're, you know, seeing your comparison, you know, Netflix, of course, is the king of Netflix originals. You know, Amazon Prime is getting close along with Hulu and all this other. Now, I mean, I don't know what, the the budget on what was the budget on this again, or did they not say? I don't think I found one. 
Okay. No, just I always I always think it's kind of interesting to see how much they pay. I mean, it's, she, like you said, she's not really a known actress, but how much they're willing to like invest in these movies based on that that is really one anyone gonna become a new Amazon Prime member because to watch Voyeurs or is it going to keep them as an Amazon Prime member because they were just happen to stumble upon it? You know what I'm saying that way? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they gotta be able to at least, you know, justify their investments, you know. But at the same time it's Amazon so they can spend their money on whatever they want, just like Disney World can spend <laughs> money on whatever they want. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to see this one. I'm definitely going to put it on my list to do. I've actually, when you were saying what you were talking about, your you want you said when it was like really weird the first, and then it tw- turned, and I'm like, I swear to God, if you're doing my movie, I am going to scream. I am going to scream <laughs> because you initially were talking about doing that. What was the ballet movie? Oh, God, what was that called? There was another one. I can't remember. Yeah, birds, or something. Birds, birds, birds of prey. Birds, birds of prey. Yeah. Birds of prey. Birds of prey. Okay. I thought no, for sure you were gonna do that one. Birds of paradise. Something with birds. I don't something know. with birds. I can't remember. Birds. Well, I, that's why I made sure I steered clear of that one, just because I wanted to make sure. Because you know, I know your one of your favorite movies is Black Swan. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we're not gonna touch anything to do with that one. <laughs> So you're going to give it a seven. I have not seen it. Now, what are you going to give it? I'd give it like a five and a half, I think. Okay. I mean, the main girl is, she's pretty attractive. I just don't think she's the best actress. Like, Okay. Sometimes just lines didn't hit right. Yeah. But, but she's pretty. Okay, so visuals there, but not like the acting shops. If they, you know, once again, goes back, how much do they really spend on it? If they would have got a better actress, would have gotten better reviews. But, you know, know, they have to turn out so many movies, too, to keep people interested. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can't throw all your money into one basket, I guess. True, true. So true. Okay, who wants? You're going next. Yep, so... I didn't quite realize some of the movies that I saw were actually Amazon originals. Like Manchester by the Sea, I had no idea that was an Amazon movie. Really? I I didn't. Like and it got nominated for Oscars. I think it even won one. I think Casey Affleck won for that movie. Yeah. But that one and Suspiria was another one that I had no idea was an Amazon movie. Okay. But I had seen more than I had realized. Uh, Of course, the Blumhouse movies I saw. There were a few others, but the one I ended up going with is The Sound of Metal. Okay. Which came out in 2019. It's an IMDb of 7.8, a meta score of 82. Rotten Tomatoes score of 97% tomato meter. Okay. 90% audience. It had a $5.4 million budget. It did not get a domestic release. Worldwide, it made $516,520. 
It was directed by Darius Martyr, written by Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and Derek Sean-France. Are you familiar with this movie at all? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Did it win? Didn't it? What, what Oscar did it just win? It won two. It won yeah. Best Sound mm-hmm. and Achievement in Film Editing. Okay. Yeah. I know that it was nominated for several categories. Yeah. I am familiar with this one. It was nominated for six total. Yeah. But yeah. Um, have you seen it? Yes. I okay. have seen it. Yeah. I, I like. I oh, mean, it's been like at least four months. Okay. At least. I want to say at least four months. But yeah, I, I mean, it's a pretty simple story. A heavy metal drummer loses his hearing and basically has to find a way to cope with it. It's, that's essentially what the movie is, but I think Riz Ahmed's performance in it is fucking outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it like I said, it's been like at least four. I want to say I I want to say I saw it like in February, maybe March, and you know I think I think I I want to say I saw it at the same time, maybe longer than that. Well, I don't think it's been that long. But I had rewatched A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper again. Remember, because he's dealing yeah. with the hearing thing too. And I was like, oh, kind of like. You know how you're dealing with like some of that stuff you know i was like okay well the, you know i was like it's a different they took it in a different route yeah, you know what i'm they're, saying there are certainly parallels i mean they're both addicts yeah and yeah i, I mean riz ahmed's character uh ruben was at least able to stay clean i guess yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, it's. I'm not trying to do a comparisons or analogies because you know we did the stars warn it because it's been you know remade so many times. But um, the fact that I I really I felt like this this wasn't stylized and slicked as much as a stars warn is. No. So I felt the grittiness in this one was almost more identifiable. But go ahead. Keep. I want you to spoil it because some people probably haven't seen this yet. Yeah, I mean, it's Riz Ahmed and um, Olivia Cook, I believe her name is. Yep. They're in this small heavy metal band. They're just kind of living in an RV, touring the country, playing their shows. And I like how they didn't they didn't fucking beat around the bush. Ten minutes into the movie, he lost his hearing. Oh. There was no fucking around, and it just, he just lost it. It just was there one second, gone the next. He tries to play through it, and it's obviously as a drummer, you have to be able to hear. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't work. He goes and sees a doctor and finds out they don't really know why it happened. It could have been because of the extended loud noise that he's been a fucking around being a heavy metal drummer or it could have been a genetic thing it could have been an autoimmune thing but his hearing's gone and there's a good chance it's never coming back so he and his girlfriend are uh, I believe I don't think they ever said about her specifically but they're both recovering addicts and he's trying to just they end up calling his sponsor 
and his sponsor finds a community that will take him in and help him learn how to live as a deaf person. But before that, he's talking to the doctor and he hears about the cochlear implant surgery and finds out it's going to be about 40 to 80 grand. Otherwise, he'll never hear again. And so his girlfriend, Lou is her name, takes her to, it's almost like a commune of deaf people. And she essentially just leaves him there so he can kind of acquiesce to being deaf. And, of course, he struggles at first. He has no way to communicate. The guy who runs the place can read lips and has a computer that will type out what he's saying so they can communicate that way. And he's, I mean, as one would, is struggling. Starts going to school, like a children's school, to start learning sign language and everything else. And he's, I mean, he's a heavy metal guy, so he's kind of pushing back against all this authority that's being placed on him and shit. But he eventually starts to, there's one moment where he's sitting on a slide with another, with a deaf child. And he starts like playing the drums on the slide and the kids feeling the vibrations and they're playing back and forth to each other. And that, that, that's the kind of, that's the moment that kind of turns, makes him turn the corner and he starts accepting his role in the community that he's in. He starts actively learning sign language and getting along with the kids and actually getting along with his roommates and all that. But at this point, he's still actively trying to get money to get the implant so he can get back to being a drummer and being back with his girlfriend. So he ends up selling his RV and all of his music equipment. And without telling the guy running the place, he goes and gets the surgery comes back, tells him it's like three to four weeks before they can actually activate it. And he goes and tells his, I don't even know what to call the guy, but his landlord, his new sponsor, whatever it is. Like, hey, I went and got the surgery. I need to borrow some money so I can buy back my RV because that's mine and my girlfriend's house. Like, we, I'm just trying to get my life back together. And the guy essentially tells him, like, look, we don't see being deaf as a as a problem. This is just who we are. And the fact that you went and did this is going to bring a negative impact to our community. So I need you to leave like now. Yeah. Essentially just kicked him out. So he left. Is staying at a hotel, gets his implant activated, and it. At first, he seems really excited. I can hear again. But then, as reality sets in, he's like, "I'm not really hearing the way I used to. It sounds muffled. It sounds mechanical. It sounds like metal. Like it's just not the same." So, he ends up going. 
to find his girlfriend who's living with her dad in London. And they see each other, and everything's great at the beginning. And then her dad's having a big old party. And he goes, and all the ambient noise and sounds that he's hearing and so much input, he can hardly make anything out. And his girlfriend ends up singing a song with her dad, and he can he can hear it, but it doesn't sound like it should. And so he spends the night with his girlfriend, and he kind of realizes that this is, she's completely clean and sober now. She completely turned her life around. She's doing fantastic. And he kind of makes the decision, the decision like, I cannot be a hindrance, the way I took it, is I cannot be a hindrance on this girl now. I just have to let her go and do her thing. And my favorite part of the movie is the end where He's just sitting on a bench in London hearing all this noise and he just takes his implants out and is just sitting there in silence for like 40 seconds. And then the movie ends. Well, yeah, you said because it wasn't the same. It's like he had all these high expectations of it being what he was before. And the fact that he's a changed person, he he couldn't accept that. Yeah. I think he, at that moment, realized that I was better off being deaf with a community that I could thrive in rather than hearing like this. Yep. And not being with who I want to be. I don't know. I I thought Riz Ahmed was absolutely fantastic, and he deserved the nomination he got. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it, but it, you know, it's got some good metaphors of how one community can accept someone when they're damaged, and how our society can't. Yeah, that's you know, that's when that's right there. I mean, it's kind of you know, it's it's interesting, you know. Because it's not just about hearing loss, it's about his own journey and discovering about acceptance, addiction, and becoming part of something he would have never thought he was a part of in the first place. Yeah. And I liked the, the play on the title, like Sound of Metal. He was in a metal band, but also when he gets his implant in, everything sounds kind of metallic. Yeah. Like, yeah so I mean, that's, a, that's a good one, too. Yeah, it's it's a slow burn of a film. It's... It's definitely a character piece, but I, I liked it a lot. I think it made my year in review for that year. It, did. it might have been my sleeper, but it was definitely on my list. Yeah, I know it was on your list. Well, see, you know, it's 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 a testament. Also, think about this: is the fact that it made on another list of yours, and yeah. you have rewatched it again, and it's just an Amazon Prime movie. If you think about it, it's just an Amazon Prime movie. And you're thinking about it like, you know, no one would have thought, you know, how how we used to ridicule made-for-TV movies. So basically, this is made-for-TV movies. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, right. if you think about it. But, you know, money is just thrown into these streaming services because they are the wave of the future. I mean, there is no DVDs. There is no VHS. There is no, you really, you can buy Blu-rays and that stuff too. But 
in all honesty, everything's digital now. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. And the fact that, you know, I mean, HBO Max took a huge risk when they partnered to do all those, you know, limited quick runs and then they ring back after a while. I mean, that was money that they shouldn't have done. But that's, that was a lot of money they spent just to keep people subscribing yeah. to their yeah. services. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I mean, uh, to me, when I saw this, I'm going to give this, I gave this, give this at least six and a half, seven, because I liked the way it played on not just, it was more than just the guy lost his, his ears. It played on his character development that allowed him to um, overcome his addiction by embracing his disability with openness and realizing nothing will ever be the same and you can't go back. He just wanted to get his um, RV back and he just wanted to go be back with his girlfriend, but you can't go back. Yeah. 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 She's got a better life. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what did you give it? I would give it a, I, I'd give it a solid eight, I think. Solid eight. I, I like this movie a lot. What about you? Um, from what I saw, I mean, I do what you said, like six and a half, seven. Yeah, like I said it's been like it's been a little bit since I saw it, so I can't. I mean, I know that I, you know, I probably would 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 rewatch it. So that's that's a big testament there. Oh so, yeah. One of the things I did like I was reading the trivia kind of as I was watching it, and a major, uh, I, almost all of the people that were deaf in the film were deaf in real life. That's a big thing. So, yeah, I mean, apparently, like, the teacher that was, like, teaching him with the children, she was, like, Miss Deaf America or Deaf Miss America for a couple years or something like that, which I didn't even know was a thing. Okay. And the guy who ran, like, the commune or community that he stayed in wasn't actually deaf, but both of his parents were deaf. So he grew up in the deaf community, even though he wasn't deaf himself. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. I'm. Uh, I don't see. I don't even know if I met. I don't think my husband saw this one. I think I might have to have him watch it. I think it's. Book. Well, believe me, he was like questioning my what I was watching recently. Just <laughs> let you know, there were some questions. He looked at me and goes, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I, I said, I have to talk about it tonight. I just need to refresh it in my head again. So he's like, okay. He goes, did we watch this? Because if we did, I know I did not pay attention. <laughs> so, okay. It's my turn. Okay. So I do like the fact that I am going to go ahead and you're going to enjoy this because the movie that I chose um, is a remake. Okay. Okay. It is an Amazon original. It's a remake. But I want to say it's a better remake. You know how we we did the remake before? Yeah. Remember we had that we had that podcast and I did I chose the thing. And I didn't even and I was trying to think of the one movie that I was thinking about that we did. And I completely forgot about this one. And when I saw it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it as Amazon because I think this one can stand on its own. 
I you, you don't even really compare it to the original. So here we go. And it's already been said in this co- podcast, Suspiria. I had considered doing that one as well. I, yep. I really liked the remake. I really did like. Now, I'm sure you've seen the 77 version. Yes, of course. Okay, you know, classic Italian genre horror, yeah. you know. And it's definitely that Italian genre of that horror where you got someone stabbing someone. And, and the funny thing is, is if you think about it, there's multiple male characters in the 77 version and really only in the new version, the the 2018 version, there's really only three male characters and one of them is actually one of which told is played by a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like where there's a physical slasher, someone's killing whatever. So let's go ahead and I will go ahead and pull this up. Do I have to do the Suspiria numbers uh, from the original or no? No, you can just do the the remake. Okay, okay. I just want to pull those up because I had both. I had a quick go back for both for. Okay, so you are looking at it's a long movie. It's it like is, you know, it is two, very long. Yeah, it is two hours and thirty two minutes. It was released in two thousand and eighteen. It has an IMB, IMDb score of six point seven, Rotten Tomatoes of sixty five, Metacritic of twenty. Uh, 664 with a budget of 20 million. You have Luca Gagini. Well, okay, not even going to go there. Not even going to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to say the names. I'm sorry. Um, uh, released um, November 2nd, 2018. So that being said, it's available Amazon Prime. Because it, of course, is animal. There you can get, you can see it on Voodoo and a few other places too. Because it did have, the, it did have some it did theater have a release. release yeah. It did have a little bit of theater actor release. So, um, it. So, what's different in the original of the seventy-seven version is you have, um, the covenant. Uh, it's an American girl who goes to Germany to join a prestigious ballet, not dance company, I don't want to say ballet company, dance company that's run by witches, coven, a coven of witches. Yeah. Okay, that's that's right there to the heart of the thing, whatever. Now, in the original, the coven of witches are ultimately destroyed by the heroine, okay? Where this, the new one, you know, I, he almost, he almost, I don't want to say, the, the Covenant Witches remains intact. It, they become, I don't, not the villains. They're the, they're the heroes in the movie, you know, because you have that whole theme of it set in 1977. It's Germany, East Berlin, West Berlin coming off of like the war. You know, you have like oh, um, the German autumn, you know, where women were strong and then they were made weaker and then, that's why the women, the coven of witches, and there's, you know, it's basically you have, I guess, in this way, I want to say this is um, the coven of witches itself is made to be sympathized with, where there is some bad elements within, and they triumph over. You know, you you empathize where, you know, it happens. So, in this one, 
you know, you're sitting there and you're watching, you know, you know, Susie is the girl that came from um, Ohio. She was a, um, a Mennonite, which yeah. I was trying to like, I was trying to like understand like that whole reference or whatever, because her mom said she was my sin, my final daughter, my youngest daughter was my sin or whatever on her deathbed or whatever. And she goes to Berlin and they basically, she, she pursues the audition because she wants, she evidently is drawn to them. She's been drawn to them their, her whole entire life. So you're trying to get, understand how is this, how is this girl drawn to them? Where in the first movie, she was invited. And this girl is actually pursuing them. They didn't pursue her. So right there's a little bit, that's like an offset right there. Yeah. But then, you know, she becomes this protege, this, this exactly what they want her to do to then, you know, the coven decides that she walks in and becomes the alpha dancer, right? The alpha dancer. Yeah. She's the alpha dancer. And, you know, they had just initially recently had voted to keep mother Marcos because everyone's referred to the mother because it's like the three mothers uh, that used to walk the world before the witches, you know, and she yeah. says she's the reincarnation of this one. And, and they want her, they've been trying, the dance actually is a ritual of how to bring apart the sacrifice to make the chosen girl the vessel for Mother Marcus to take over so she can be re basically reborn in a better body because her, her body is basically destroyed. Um, but they've already tried it a couple other times with, with one of the other girls, Patricia, who initially goes missing and, you know, there are police involved. It's, yeah, it's, right. you got, you got all that going on. And Sarah is, they're manipulating Sarah into trying to keep her, bring Susie into the fold. And, you know, they, they decide that Susie is now the, going to be the vessel. Patricia didn't, she wasn't, she wasn't strong enough. The last ritual didn't work. And then they have Olga, which is another girl that initially, they think was going to be part of it too, but she ended up not being it. So when Susie dances the first Volk, she actually, um, I don't want to say destroys Olga, but obliterates her, um, taking her, I almost feel she, she was in another room. She was upstairs and every movement she did was a movement downstairs where it broke her bones. Oh, it was like a dip. That's right. That rhythmic, it's almost like she obliterated her and assumed the alpha position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Saying, and that's where they decided she's going to be the vessel. And then, you know, you keep on going on and they keep on trying to like make her, pull her into the fold and pull her into the fold. You know, what the dreams are being cast. And Tilda Swinton's character, you know, Madame, LeBlanc, Madame Blanc, who was actually outvoted by three votes to not be in charge of the coven is has sensing there's something different about her there's something different she she pursued us you know and they're like dealing with all this and you know you got the visions of motherhood and love and all this stuff and when eventually they finally you know you know the girl they get all the girls together they finally decide that the night this is the night they're gonna do it and they get her down into whatever and it comes to you know, there's the three mo mothers, Tenebarum, Suspirium, and something else. I'm trying to get the other name, which are the name. And that Mother Marco said she was Suspirium. 
she she was the reincarnation of superior and that's why she deserved to be in charge of the coven she deserved to be you know rebirthed in the vessel of Susie um when Susie comes down and she she basically knows she's doing this but this is where the twist comes she is actually superior herself yeah the last, um, the last 20 minutes of that movie were batshit fucking crazy yeah that so she's just yeah life. she's superior herself and she initially summons death to wreak havoc on the coven members that betrayed madame leblanc almost madame right. blanc so she cleansed the coven of whatever and continued on strong women, you know, race, whatever. But the one dance, I'm going back a little bit here, about 40 minutes in the movie, because they did this like in six acts. Um, this was in Palace of Tears, I think. Oh, I act four. Broke it up that way, yeah. Yeah, Act Four, Palace of Tears. Um they're, she, they're, they're like, we're going to do a new dance. And they shut all the mirrors and they do this. I think she goes, she goes, I just want you to dance and dance however you feel. I remember she was on the, she was on the floor and you could see the hand come up. Oh yeah. yeah. It was, it was, um, rebirth. It was, they were going to call it rebirth. So at that point in time, I thought that was the hand of mother Marcos. And I, upon rewatching it again, I realize that's the hand of death. She is resummoning death, rebirthing him. So when she she's already starting to set everything up, that she's going to be summoning him to kill and do the retribution. Okay. And then, which you can see kind of like all that. But, you know, and then you see like um, uh, Joseph, Mir, Mir, the, the the psychoanalysis guy, you know, whatever, who is tricked into being the witness because he called the police. You got all that going on there too, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they got they got the Germans and the Nazis and this the concentration camp because we're still trying to like deal with that descent in um, that motherland, that German motherland feeling back then. And he's the witness. And she basically later on, she goes at the end of the movie, you see her and she goes to apologizes to him because her daughters um did um her daughters she didn't catch them in time to, to save him from the pain of what happened. But she initially, you know, way she um you know, erases his memory. Um I just, it's so, so if you look at the first movie, you know, you got the Italian horror film, Coven, Slasher, they're going after, they're killing the dancers, people are like being murdered, people are falling off of roofs, being pushed and stuff, where this is still kind of like that supernatural psychological, how they torture them yeah, and try to like eat away. has more yeah. of that kind of feel to it. The one thing I will say about the original is... That movie has some of the most stunning use of color. Oh I've yeah, ever seen in any fucking film. Well, they that's um, it was I mean, nominated for some Argento's thing, though. Too. It was. Uh, they it received. I'm just going to read this because the film 
Sister has received positive response from critics for visual and stylistic flair, use of vibrant colors, and a score by the progressive rock band Goblin. So, Argent, you know, you know Dario. I mean, Argentino. You know, he very well known. You know, back then, yeah. he used such vibrant colors where the contrast between this one and that one was they chose to do it in the, the German autumn, which is the offset of the bleakness of where the women felt after, you know, the Nazis basically destroyed them right. when they took over. Yeah. So um, it's... the. It was like their abuse of the power and the guilt. I mean, there's there's a lot of different symbolisms in there and stuff like that. Like I said, you can see that movie and you can see this movie. And it's totally different. But at the same time, I feel like the homage was paid to um, the actual theme of it. Where, you know, it was a coven of witches. They were running a school of dance and they were empowering women and using them for what they needed to be their vessels. But where that one, I was happy to see them destroy as a building blows up this one. I was sad to see, even though I knew she was a witch, you know, whatever Tilda yeah. Swinton's character, Madame LeBlanc, mother, mother block killed where I was happy. I was almost happy that Susie was this mother superiorum incarnate and she was able she was able to set things straight saying you lied you lied you were manipulative and you're all gone yeah that's it, i it's, i don't know i mean you saw it did you see it i've seen it you've seen the new okay. one I don't i've know seen the new one that. i haven't seen the old one i don't think maybe okay. i have back in the day but it's been like we watched it when it first dropped. On yeah, Amazon. so I guess I was yeah. gonna say it's been like four years wow. since I've seen it. Um, yeah, I mean, but I remember liking it, and I didn't even think about rewatching it for Amazon because I didn't remember this being an Amazon movie. So, yeah, and that was a that was a funny thing, you know, and you know the you know it was released, and even in the limited release, it actually set some. It actually set some records, you know. It may, it grows at hundred and like eighty thousand opening weekend just with like the limited release it had, which is not bad. It just didn't get the response, and I'm thinking maybe because, you know, really, if you think about it, who does, you know, you don't see movies broke up into acts anymore. You don't see unless they're like Tarantino movies. Yeah, Tarantino movies. You know, you know. This and it had a lot of really well known actors in this movie. I mean, Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. Chloe, um, Grace Moretz. Yep. And, and then you have Dakota Johnson coming the, off for a Fifty Shades fame. Which, in all honesty, I almost didn't want to watch <laughs> this movie because I wasn't a Fifty Shades of Grey fan. I'm just letting oh, you know. Oh, no, those movies are garbage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Makes a great podcast, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot, even some of these other names, you look at them, they're like fairly decent, decent, decent movies. And did you notice that there is um, his wife that they used as like an illusion to lure him back was actually the original heroine from the first movie? No. Yep, that was her. Yep, it was. 
Yeah. So, I mean, there was a little bit of a there, but it did take him a little bit to get this going because initially it took him a while to get the, the rights. Um, do he bought the rights and then by the time they did, they initially offered it to another director and then that director wasn't able to do it. You know, it took, they didn't get the rights to like 2008 and then they offered it to David Gordon Green. Okay. Yeah. So there was a few other people. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's fucking passed hands several times. Yeah. Do you but, still have all the numbers pulled up? I, yeah, I do. Uh, can you compare the Rotten Tomato scores of the old and the new? Yes, I can. I'm just kind of curious what people thought. Okay, so Rotten Tomato. Okay, so first of all, you have 7.4 for the old one on IM, IMDb. Okay. Okay. 65 on Rotten, 79 on Metacritic. And then this one had 6.7, 65, and 64. Close. Okay. So very it's, close. It's comparable. Comparable. Your budget was one point eight mil. On the original? On the original. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder what like the today's like what one point million dollar today would be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I would if I had to just guess uh, around twenty probably. Yeah. I'm just like this was about twenty two. This was twenty million, also, you know. Yeah, so both probably very comparable. Yeah, and you know, the fact that you know what I thought was kind of creepy is that all the dancers that were under their control had to live at the student, had to live at the place. You know, you know that bleakness of walking into like a com, it almost looked like a communist <laughs> yeah. dance studio. You know, and the rain when she arrives. Um, the first movie was an hour shorter. Hour, hour shorter. I mean, yeah. a two and a half hour long. I mean, you can say what you want. This is a horror movie. It is. That's it is. That's too long for a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, two hours is about what you that should be the top end of what a horror movie they should be. And this is what cut you off said, like two a half, and a half hour. Half. Yeah, I want to say yeah. They could have cut off like a half an hour. Um. I mean, like, I get it. You remember how he was crossing into East Berlin to go to his DACA yeah, that he had yeah, over there? Yeah. I mean, do we really need to see that? But, you know, we had that, you know, you had the little thing with his hand on the heart, you know, you know, you know, where his wife and him carved, you know, some of that stuff, you know. Yeah, it was kind of good to see, you know, the mental breakdown of Chloe Mar- uh, Patricia's, Patricia's, you know, Patricia the character, Patricia, when she was in the psychoanalysis, whatever, and she left all the stuff there. Um, I just, you know, and there's little things I just didn't understand why they kept them in, but at the same time, to progress it as best as they could, it was fine to me. I, like I said, I want to give this a good eight because I just... To me, it's a remake, but it's one of the best remakes I've really seen because it wasn't really a remake. It was it's a whole own, nother feel. Yeah. Its own thing where my whole, I was able to have my own other feelings towards it. I came, I wanted, in the first movie, I wanted to see The, the Witch is Dead. You know, I'm sorry. It's just yeah. what it is. And this one, I wanted, I actually wanted one of the characters. So I'm like, why didn't she live? You know, <laughs> yeah. why couldn't she bring her back? You know, 
yeah, that was the whole thing. But oh, I agree with you how it's it is a remake, but it's different enough. Yeah, that you can watch both of them and take they put them their own. Yeah. They put their own little twist. Yeah, on they're this. almost like their own different movies in a sense. Yeah. I just said that there was so many other male characters in the other one. and this one, there's barely anything. Yeah. They're just precursory. You can definitely, this is a male-driven, and a female-driven movie. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we got to decide what we're going to do next time. Yeah. I haven't even thought about it. I thought we talked about... We, we did talk, talk about, about doing the Die Hard. We did talk about doing Die Hard. <gasps> Starting we did franchise. talk about doing Die Hard, but then we got like so sidetracked. I mean, we could still do Die Hard. Yeah, I'm all about doing Die Hard. We're not even like the holiday season anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well. And that's what I kind of was thinking for a minute there. I was like, yeah, like Die Hard would have been fun if we got to like one or two in December. Well, I, I, do like, I do like the idea of going off-brand off then franchise off-brand and franchise i like alternating that way like we did with star wars yeah that's always a good thing to do too yeah so what so would be uh, another well we got if we're gonna do i mean if we're gonna do something we're gonna have to do a franchise well we're gonna have to do a franchise and then alternate with something one week and then go back to the franchise the next yeah. week yeah exactly. okay well the only i mean let's be honest here what is the next franchise to do Do we do Lord of the Rings? Or do we save that toward the end? Let's save that for... Uh, Lord of the Rings is not one of my all-time... <laughs> okay, then we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that one. Okay, we'll think of something else here. Franchise. Um, hmm. Let's type that into the good old-fashioned phone. Yeah, we gotta love those good old fashioned phones. This one's a big piece of what shit. Well, we do like oh. Alien. We like, can do Alien. Alien, including like Prometheus and all that, all that shit. Okay. Okay. Now, technically, I did do Alien one, but we'll I'll be willing to do it again. Right. I mean, yeah, well, but that'll be the sole focus of a single podcast. Yeah, we'll do Alien. Okay, gotcha. Because I didn't touch nearly on everything I needed to touch on with yeah, Alien. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We can do that. We saw that Let's that, do it. We saw that in 4D. We saw Covenant in 4D. Covenant, yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. It was fucking wild. What's the other one that's coming out again? They have one coming out, right? They have another one coming out, right? They did. Neil Blumkamp was supposed to do it, but I think it got canceled. Oh, COVID. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As they, the plague that, I swear to God, it's a black death we got going around here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it pisses me off. Mm, but okay. yeah, sequel. Yeah, but, well, okay. So we got to decide when we're gonna do it. And I do have my schedule for next week. So is Alien streaming? Do we know? I own. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, and you? I own. own. I own the original trilogy anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's streaming. Okay. I think it's on HBO Max. Thank you. I right. want to say. And is your shit Blu-ray? Yeah. Okay. Can't watch no cheap shit on my seventy-five inch TV anymore. Alien Awakening. Yeah, I think that's is that still coming out? Does it say? Um, does it release date? But uh, evidently, evidently, you're looking at 
Because I know Neil Blomkamp was attached originally. The dude who did like District 9 and shit, but. Yeah. That, for whatever reason, fell apart. Yeah, but evidently Disney. Does Disney have rights to Alien that I'm not aware of here? I uh, can't imagine so. Yeah, I'll something stupid. Breaking Disney announces 2022 release date and plot synopsis for untitled new Alien film. Da -da 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 -da. It, must, it was was the original Alien a Fox movie? Maybe. Because I mean, they yes, it was. It was. That, it was. Then yeah, Disney owns the rights to it. Then. Yeah, I don't know. I just like it brought it up, and I'm like, okay, okay. Well, Sebastian Stan. Well, the Sebastian Stan sequel. I think that's who's taking it over now. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to look into that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. we I'll go with you for next week. We'll decide what's going on there. We'll do Alien, and then we'll have to like offshoot after that again. Yeah. And then it works. And get back on track. Everything now on. should be. We should be back on a weekly schedule. I would think. I'm hoping to God. <laughs> I swear to God, we should. Now that I have my voice, oh, you know, you know, it just happens, you know. You got oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still loving well, this shit? Still loving it. Awesome. Well, we'll play on next week. Aliens. Okay. Okay, we Alien. can do it. Alien. 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 Okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, see ya. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze, Booze and, and Bullshit. bullshit.